0: Coming at you pre-recorded from Two Guys Basement, it's The Weekenders. This was not recorded in front of the studio audience, view discretion is not advised.
1: Yo, hey guys, what's up? Episode one of The Weekenders. Yo, what's going on? So we just wanted to uh, take you guys on our little journey of learning and experiencing and just growing as human beings and uh so a little backstory of who myself trevor myself david and trevor are uh we um we have known each other for a really long time about sixth grade to be exact yes yes very long and so we're both kind of in a different stage in our lives now we're graduated college and started a family families here and my myself I'm working on that family and Trevor has already got a big head start with uh two kids. <laughs> we're pretty set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got two two kids. Yeah, they're less than a year apart. But yeah, we're we just want to take you guys on this journey and just, you know, we're we're both in very separate parts um of the country right now and we just kind of wanted to get reconnect with each other and just, you know, start talking and learn new things and take you guys on that journey with us. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, we, uh, growing up, I mean, I pretty much lived with David, (laughs) you know, I feel like that's (laughs) fair to say. Um, and you know, over the years we've been really close friends and, you know, now living so far away from each other, it's kind of, you know, not, completely distance us but you know just as far as like talking and sharing ideas i feel like you know having this podcast is definitely going to help our relationship our friendship you know and uh, if we can help somebody else out and you know share views eh, that's that's always a plus too you know Um, open discussions yeah oh absolutely absolutely and uh i will say you know i'm i'm personally not one of those people that just can't admit when i'm wrong or you know, change my views on things. So, if you guys, you know, ever, if we ever have anything in here and you think, uh, you know, I I have a contradicting belief to that, you know, feel free to email right. us. Absolutely. Um, we love feedback and all that stuff. Um, and that email is <laughs> <laughs> that's all you, homie. The, the Weekenders <laughs>
1: podcast, and the Weekenders is spelled with a Z and uh at gmail.com so yeah if you ever want to reach out to us that's that's how to get a hold of us
0: feel free it is encouraged um a little intro on myself uh my name is trevor you know i have lived i mean i feel like in 28 years i've lived a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> um at this point in my life you know i've i've got a wife two kids a house you know and um i'm just i'm looking forward to to you know learning over the the next however many years i'm here i guess (laughs) right that
1: mortgage payment man that that's real
0: (laughs) that, that is real the old note the old note um i've also um just background i have been a amateur cage fighter i've had four fights um i've done a number of smokers i've trained in mixed martial arts for about I would say, give or take, off and on 10 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for myself, I'm kind of more of the amateur side. Um, know some stuff, want to get into jujitsu. Me and Trevor also did some boxing together when we were in high school, which was a lot of fun. I always enjoyed that. Shout out to the Police Athletic League. <laughs> what, what? Unfortunately, no longer around in our, our, Little small city, but it was really fun when we were able to do that. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into the news. Yeah. So,
0: speaking, speaking of cops, right? <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> a lot going on these days yes yes so this is a very heavy topic um so not as exciting as some of the other stuff that we'll probably be talking about but I, i thought that this was something that really needed to be talked about uh during this time of and so i guess a little backstory when we're recording all this um so the date is right now is uh the 20th of june June thank you Trevor I got 2020 you. <laughs> so coronavirus Black Lives Matter all that is you know we're all in the heat of it right now um you know George Floyd and countless other uh innocent people being um murdered by cops and just a lot of other horrible things happening so yeah, something I weird. wanted to yeah yeah So something I wanted to bring up was, um, and this is a lot of this was uh, done by the Washington post. And I just kind of wanted to share it with everybody. Uh, the militarization of the the police and kind of where all that started. So back, this kind of started back in, uh, the Seattle protests in the nineties, 1990 to be exact. And they were protesting about the world trade organization. And so that, that, uh, World Trade Organization, um, was something that a lot of people viewed as something very negative. And the reason was because they were kind of opening the borders and making it much easier for, you know, countries like maybe China or, you know, any of those kind of more third world countries back at that time to kind of come in and be able to undercut workers in the United States. And so, a lot of those people were thinking about, you know, workers' rights, a s- sustainable economies, environmental and social effects of what would happen. And, you know, as we see today, a lot of those things kind of did happen. Um, you know, Extremely they're- irrelevant. Extremely relevant. Extremely relevant. Yeah. In good ways and bad. Crazy. You know, in good ways
0: and bad. You know, everything we have is made by China nowadays. So, Mm -hmm. and I mean, you know, it comes from other places too. Um, I know personally, uh, I'm a big coffee drinker and I actually have Mm -hmm. my own Baymore. And when I roast my own coffee, usually the roasts that I get are from, I get a lot of uh, roasts from Mexico. Uh, We do a lot of, you know, places in South America and stuff like that. And, you know, the fair trade down there is extremely important you know, for these small communities, because how else are they going to make their money, you know, for people that really have little to nothing, for them to be able to get a fair wage for their product is extremely important. And, you know, that that's just one instance. Is you know, there's there's many, you know, as far as like production and stuff like that, you know, it it, it goes back and forth, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, there are obviously good and bad. I mean, every you know, everything has an equal and opposite reaction, right?
1: Right, right. And and so kind of what happened with all of this, um, they, this, this riot use was, became to be known, the Battle of Seattle. And sorry, guys, I'm kind of reading off of this because I want to get a lot of this right. So I'm not the quickest reader here. And it came to be known, the Battle for Seattle, because the crowds became very not like what they are right now, but they were a lot more hostile. They weren't as um, easygoing as a lot of other protests were um, leading up to this. And that's what led the police to kind of shift their thinking. So what happened, uh, what previously would happen is The police would work with you know whoever was organizing those protests to make them a little bit more peaceful and also to somewhat protect those protesters from you know people that might want to do them harm and also to protect the city a little bit so back in like the 1960s uh, became to be known as negotiated management and that basically meant that the police would talk to them and then they would, you know, find a good date, find good routes to go throughout the city to, you know, get their voices heard. You know, as Americans, we have the first amendment and we all get to kind of voice our opinions, whether it's an opinion that you enjoy or don't enjoy, we all have that right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But what made this different? Was that there wasn't really anyone, one person organizing this. It was just kind of a mob sort of, you know, where they just were not negotiating with the cops, and the cops won't needed them to stop doing some of the things that they were doing, because they were basically bar- barricading areas in Seattle, and they just were, you know, not as uh, compliant as I guess uh, cops were used to, and that turned the cops to be a little bit more aggressive and start using tear gas now one of those the what happened back then was uh when they used this escalation situation um obviously like what we've seen now is that you know the protesters become more aggressive and the reason that they were using these negotiating management tactics was because they had seen back you know when the civil rights stuff was going on that when they used fire hoses and b- bricks and bats and whatever to get people to leave all it did was make people fight back and fight back harder
0: violence produces violence
1: exactly like the whole gandhi thing eye for an eye makes the whole world blind it's it's just one of those things that you have to be peaceful if you want it to be peaceful you can't go aggressive
0: absolutely you know and uh this you know in my mind is kind of similar to the term pop up protest right so this is one of the, like the larger pop prop, prop, up uh, right. protests that the US had seen
1: exactly and and something that the police chief at the time Norman Stamper he was the one that said to uh throw tear gas at these protesters to get them to disperse and he said when he was interviewed that that was one of his biggest regrets and um now what he is he is a big proponent of police reform which is something that we are talking about today still and um with you know defunding police and getting proper training and you know, just getting the police to understand that violence is not the answer. So, and what started all this, well, other than those riots, there was uh, this struggle of leadership to to have um, on both sides. And what happened in the US, at least in the 1990s, the US Department of Defense signed a bill of 1033 program which gave local law enforcement access to use military equipment free of charge.
0: Free of charge. I mean that's that's insane to me. You know, yeah. For them to use anything, you know, military grade on their own citizens is ultimately fascist.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's really sad and I guess the thought behind it was, well, we've already paid and Paid for this equipment, and you know the police might need it. So here we go. We'll just give it to you guys. And something else that was also signed on this this bill was um, police training and money uh, from the government slash military. And was told the public that this was an anti-terrorism terrorism training tactic. But as we can see now, it's it's kind of morphed into just an ideology of what the cops feel about their citizens and the people that they protect. And some of the other problems with this is that a lot of cops don't always live where they are um, enforcing. So they don't really have, you know, connection with their communities.
0: Absolutely, you know, and that's, that's, that's a big key. You know, if, if you live in the community that you're policing, uh, it just it gives you a sense of pride, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you see everybody every day. As far as who you're protecting and you're less liable to do something wrong you know to to either use way too much force or ultimately kill somebody
1: correct yeah and and so all this training kind of came about in the 90s as i said 1990 and those protests were in 1999 and so that's kind of what happened there with just making everything more militaristic in nature like you know what we see nowadays with you know riot shields and tear gas or pepper spray and tasers and all that other stuff and and kind of what happened here um after those riots there after the riots in ferguson uh the obama administration jumping ahead here pretty far far ahead i think this was 2013 maybe um
0: 2013
1: 2014 yeah so the administration called for the police to be reformed and recalling all military equipment being given to the police and creating a task force to document everything that was going wrong and to build a system back correctly
0: as they should have
1: yeah and i think that was a really good step by the obama administration um which this was actually something that I, I vaguely remember, but I couldn't tell you that I, I would have remembered it if someone brought this up. Honestly, I had never heard of, you know, I, I had right. never
0: heard it before. I mean, before yeah. a couple of days ago. Yeah. And, when I yeah, said I mean, this to you, it was an ex. I mean, it's an excellent choice, you know, it's an mm-hmm. excellent choice, especially everything that has gone on, you know, in the, in the 2010s yeah. and now, you know, heading towards 2020, we're at, we're here. 2020 (laughs) and all this stuff is still happening
1: yeah yeah and i I mean i wonder why right and not to mention the whole kneeling and you know in the nfl and all that being twisted and all that kind of stuff but oh yeah
0: that's i mean you already know my take on that i mean we fight for our first it's our first you know first amendment you know Mm -hmm. that's their right
1: yeah I I remember back then I was just getting so frustrated because everyone was just always talking about, oh, it's a disrespectful flag and all this other stuff. And it's just that's not what it was about. And it's just so frustrating to see that it was twisted like that.
0: Yeah, it was never intended to be uh, any never intended to be any kind of disrespect towards the flag. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it was always a a peaceful protest from the start. You yep. know, Colin Kaepernick made that point clear mm-hmm. and a lot of people just got it twisted. And, and I understand, you know, especially people coming from military backgrounds and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but ultimately you support the constitution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Not, the, not the flag. I mean, in, in my opinion, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, you it, know, the flag the is just a flag. It's going to change it. I mean, yeah. maybe someday there'll be more stars. Maybe there'll be less stars. Who knows? but we'll I mean, out, I guess, right. Yeah. So, and and kind of going back to what we were talking about. So that whole thing happened in, in the Obama administration. And then as we know, um, Obama served his eight term or his eight years, his two terms. And after that, the restrictions were lifted and reversed by the Trump administration back in 2017. So three years ago, and today, you can see that there is no set rules or guidelines for the police to follow during these protests. And that's that's something that's kind of really was being pointed home in this Washington Post article and uh, video was that they, you, you can see like in every single community that these protests are happening. It's just something different happens and none of them really understand, like, what they should be doing. There's no set rules or guidelines.
0: No, no one's on the same page, you know, as far as doing what's right and, Mm -hmm. you know, not attacking protesters. I feel like – I mean, it it just comes down to ethics, you know? It just comes down to ethics. And, uh, you know, the town where I live in now, um, for instance, so there was – you know, a pretty large protest. And, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately there was only one act of violence and it wasn't even a protester that had done it. It was a disgruntled person came in with a truck Mm -hmm. and hit two people, you know. And and even after that, even after that, after all that hate, all of the protesters marched down to the justice center and guess who came out to greet them? The chief of police you know that was a that was yeah. a great that was That's a great, great decision on the police department here in akron and i am 100 percent thankful that things did not escalate and tear our downtown down to rubble because i mean it's it's There's already, already getting, not it's already getting pretty close <laughs> so we don't need any more uh damage done to our really? Structural integrity of our downtown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but that's the thing. There's, you know, there's. It's all different because nobody yeah. is nobody is coming out and saying, "Hey, listen, these are guidelines that everybody needs to take." You know. Yeah, and it's just these a crapshoot. Whoever ones. whoever thinks that you know, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and then uh, you know, the town next to you, and this mm-hmm. is what we're going to do, and then this is what we're going to do. It, it's the same thing, as you know, COVID-19.
1: Yeah, yeah, same thing. And and I guess another thing that's kind of crazy about this whole thing is just because there is nothing set in place, there's these cops that, you know, maybe they're having a bad day or maybe, you know, someone said something. I mean, I know, like, if I just get hit in the nose or anything like that, and I start tasting blood, like, I just see red. So I, I understand that there's time, like, these people are human. And when there isn't, like, some sort of set guideline to follow, like, how do you expect them to react sometimes to this stuff? And Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's just some of these, the protesters, a lot of times it's just a peaceful protest. There's nothing wrong, but there there can be those bad apples that are in those protests, whether it be, you know, them trying to change the movement or get people in trouble or just because they want to steal some stuff and they're using this as, you know, a cover.
0: Or different organizations that are trying to like undermine what the Black Lives Matter movement is doing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, Between that and then, you know, cops that are just trying to disperse people just to get them off the streets. Mm -hmm. Um, Get them out of there. There's been a lot of tragic, you know, tragedy here lately in the past month. Tons. And unfortunately, you know, we haven't had any type of leader come in through and say, "Listen, this is exactly yep. what everybody needs to be doing."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 with the Trump administration, there's also been like no real set rules or anything like that, and not even him like saying, "I don't like this" or "I like that." He's he's always kind of jumping back and forth,
0: and if I don't anything, even know he's instigated it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know? I would agree. And it's it's sad to be honest, because um, even though he wasn't the person that I voted for, um, this is still my country, and I he's my president, and I, I just I expect better from you know th- those leaders to to leave the office better than how they found it, and I just right now does doesn't feel that way, and so just to kind of sum all this up. The law enforcement agencies around the country still hold billions of dollars worth of military equipment. And it's just kind of crazy that um we're we're kind of, you know, one administration says this and then the next one comes in and you know undoes, undoes everything that the one previously had done just because, you know, whatever policy or whichever side left or right they were on. And if that's, that's something that's really frustrating about politics. And I think something that everyone can kind of hope for is that this Black Lives Matter movement will change the, this complex issue and get the police the right training and equipment for the job to become the police, the peace officers that they used to be and not the militarization of what they are currently.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much in some cases, right? Uh, You know, and this is not to say that's all cases. You know, in some cities like New York, that's pretty much a police state at one point, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, it'd be nice to get everybody back to, you know, a peace officer. And not saying that there aren't places that there are peace officers, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Respect to anybody that is you know, taking this day by day and just trying to do the best yeah. that they can and, you know, try to, trying to do it, you know, the right justly way. and, you know, not without, without any kind of prejudice or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I know yeah, personally,
0: and... I'd like to see, you know, cops be able to take a break. You know, if you're working 12 yeah. hour shifts back oh, to yeah. back to back to back to back, which I know a few cops that do do this, you know, mm-hmm. and oh, they yeah. just work, 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 you know, and the, they see the worst in a in a lot of us. Mm-hmm. They see they, they see the worst in America in a lot of cases. And if you see the worst yeah. in America over and over and over again, with no no kind of break, you know, no mental stress days, no you know, mm-hmm. any kind of uh, I guess you, you can't talk to anybody. You know, they yeah. need to be sending these guys to different therapists and stuff like that to be able to get over and get counseled through these things. And that's what oh, I would yeah. like to see happen, especially,
1: you know. Yeah, and I mean, this is this this is definitely like some PTSD kind of stuff that's going on with a lot of these guys. Like, you see that e- even in EMS people that you know struggle with loud noises or you know they have nightmares of stuff that happened to them on the job and that's just them trying to save lives just imagine the people that have to go into those you know disputes where they know someone has a gun or a knife or whatever and they're just out there trying to kill somebody and i trust me i my heart goes out to those people because it's not something that i would really want to do i mean if i needed to i would but it's it's not wouldn't be my first definitely not a job that i would want to do yeah yeah it's <laughs> you know it, it I mean, maybe a calling it a but it's definitely not a job that. i want <laughs> you know it
0: takes a lot of strength to be able to do that on um, you know f- oh, yeah. for the for the people that are doing it correctly
1: you know oh yeah it, doing things right is always the harder part that i think that's kind of where we're at and that's just in life you know there's yeah an
0: easy way and there's a hard way and mm-hmm. the hard way is most of the time the correct way to do things Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, people like to take the easy route and um, mm-hmm. it's it's not something that can that can happen
1: in the social justice department. Yeah. Yeah. And it. I think a, with a lot of this and I think it is changing, um, people are starting to kind of listen to each other rather than just yell at each other and like, oh, well, you said this. So I don't like you and I'm not going to listen anymore. And uh, I think Andrew Yang said it said this really really well um said it's not a it's not a left or right it is forward always forward and that that is just something i i really kind of stuck to me um that we we shouldn't be going you know oh well you're on the democratic or you're on the republican side so i'm i just you don't have any good ideas i i i I just don't understand the two party system. I, I think there needs to be more people that, you know, run independent and just, you know, take a little bit on both sides. Cause I think each side has their valid points. And I just think we need to start just being like, let's move forward. Let's make things better. Let's stop this, you know, constant cycle of, oh, here's something good. Uh, let's take it away and put something else in its place. Cause it doesn't have the right name on it. It doesn't have, you know, the D or have, the R. I didn't
0: have somebody's stamp of approval, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's just a constant cycle, over and over again, and you know, it's extremely irritating for all Americans. I think.
1: Yeah, and cops alike. I mean, I think there's plenty of cops out there that are frustrated with what's going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's systemic. You know, I don't think there's any doubt in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are there bad apples? Sure. That's going to happen when the tree's bad. Are there good like apples? Anything. Yeah, there are good apples. I believe, personally. Yeah. Um, I know a few of them. Not to say that, you know, cops don't have their privileges, because they definitely do. Um, but they also put their lives on the line. And sometimes, you know, those lives get taken away. And... Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, you know, being the family uh, and this goes for obviously the black community as well, you know, just to think like, okay, well, my son or, you know, my dad's going out, and to, you know, think maybe they're not going to come home, you know, we need to make a better society for everybody. And the only way we're all going to be able to do that is to work together. Um, Whether you know, some people like it or not, they're going to have to. Um, And it's going to take a long time, I think to get yeah. everybody on the same page but you know well there's a will there's a way so i am definitely going to try and put my best foot forward and you know just keep keep supporting the black lives matter movement and take everything day by
1: day you know yeah and i think it's it's one of those things that we can't be quiet about it anymore um it's not something that being quiet is going to help this it's not um i think you know always you know calling for your house of representatives your senate whoever represents you to tell them hey you need to change or you are not going to be in office next time i'm not voting for you
0: absolutely you know that's going to put put some pressure on them. you know these these issues can't just get keep getting swept under the rug um yeah everybody needs to be loud. And I think that a lot of people are, you know, I, I've been, mm-hmm. I've personally, you know, been kind of amazed of how all this is going. And how many young people are stepping out, how many young, you know, older people are stepping out, you know, how many people middle aged? know it, it's, it's inspiring, you know, it's inspiring. And, and if you watch these kinds of things, it might inspire you to do the same
1: yeah yeah i agree it it is it feels different this time for sure it feels a lot different than what happened last time uh with you know the kneeling and uh, i can't breathe those movements where that kind of spawned this whole black lives matter and um which is really good to see i just hope that it real change happens with this i really hope so so
0: yeah I think it will. I really do. Yeah. I mean, as long as we keep on pushing the issues, which I mean, to my I know I am personally. I know you are, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that most people that I know are. So yeah, I can be proud of that. <clears throat> I can definitely be proud of that. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Inside news. Um, on another note, in Ohio, the Columbus statue is getting torn down. It has officially what, what? been decided. We are tearing down the Christopher Columbus statue, and hopefully renaming the town. In my in my opinion, I want to see Flavor Town. Hidden Valley
1: Ranch. Hidden Valley,
0: Hidden Valley or Flavor Town? One of the two. I think uh, I think that Hidden Valley won it the first time, but I think Flavor Town's going to clinch it the second time. Flavor
1: we got this. Oh man! Welcome to Flavor Town. Oh yeah. And, and you you kind of see this happening even not even in the U.S. Uh, UK there was some riots where well I wouldn't even see riots I would say protesting of um, some of their slavery um, issues and some of that stuff that was going on there they uh, they even tore down a few statues of older people that you know obviously had slaves and were you know big proponents of slavery slave and traders
0: so, and stuff like that you know and yeah. they just they threw them right into the London River. Yeah,
1: right into there, which is great. Ooh. I think I, I don't think and I live in the South now, Um, grew up in Ohio. I, I live in uh, South Carolina now, and there's there's a lot of propaganda that came up right around the Civil War era of, you know, putting up all these statues of, you know, these great war generals that were, you know, fighting for the Southern pride and all this other stuff that it, it's just you got to bury that hatchet that it's you lost Uh, you should just be grateful that we didn't do something worse after all that which could have happened but we just you know pulled all everyone together we're all Americans you lost slavery is wrong and we need to put it behind us absolutely every you know
0: every Every instance, that, you know, we've seen of these people trying to take down, you know, pr- not these people, protesters trying to take down, you know, these oppressing statues and stuff like that. They're constantly met with counter protesters and stuff like that. And I just I question it, man. Like, what are your reasons behind wanting to keep a statue of any kind of slave trader or slave owner? Uh, it makes it makes absolutely no sense to me. You know, the flag, uh, the Confederate flag, you know, it, it's. Yeah. Right just there's no reason for it. You know, there's no it's it's oppressing. It's hateful. Um There's no good history behind it. And right. especially for like people up here to have that flag. Like, what, 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 you know, heritage are you talking about? You know, I've seen like different people like posts from all over. But you know, the, the one I thought was pretty funny was, you know, this chick was in Maine. And this woman was in Maine um, and she was posting about, you know, how she had seen some some guy with a truck with the flag, you know, and she was like, listen, I took down your flag. But the next time I have to do it, I'm going to slice your tires. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I we w- we went to high school with a few people that had belt buckles with the flag on it. And I just like you understand that what that means and all this other stuff and they they did it on purpose and i don't know if it's you know maybe a power thing or they're trying to find some sort of you know group to be a part of and they just like to spread hate who knows i mean there's trolls everywhere it's definitely a catalyst for hate i would say oh yeah 100 percent. i mean it's a wartime flag you know that was a flag flown during the civil war era and it it there's there's just so much pain behind that that symbol and i'm glad that the marines have outlawed any use of that flag anymore and a lot of places are outlawing like north carolina a while back they uh, they outlawed um any sort of government building to ever fly that flag which i think is great and i hope you know everywhere else in the south that that becomes true i know personally there's a uh a, a, pe-
0: a petition going around For prohibiting the sale or any kind of um, like, I guess, like putting up the flag at our county fair, which is amazing. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, it's really close to being done and signed and good to go. And people that have, you know, have a different opinion on that. I just, I don't get it. I'd like to talk to you because i just yeah. same what is going on
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I, it's it's there's it's awful but i think the the main thing we can do is just start taking these little things and eventually it's just like just like a snowball you know keep mm-hmm. on rolling that snowball down the hill yeah you get more snow more snow more snow and then eventually it's just going to be gone, and the world yeah. will be rid of it. And it'll be in textbooks, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. that's going to be it. <laughs>
1: let's hope <laughs> Which so. Which is
0: exactly where it should be in the past, not in the present.
1: Agreed. So let's move on to something a little bit more fun to talk about, and a more lighthearted. <laughs> a little lighthearted, yes,
0: yes. So this week. So, this weekend we have the Blades and Volkov fight for the UFC main event. Or, not actually, no, I'm sorry. It is not a main event. It is a fight night. And it takes place at 8 o'clock tonight. Um, I was thinking that maybe we could uh, do our picks for the main event, for the main card. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start and kick it off with the actual main event. Um, I believe that Blades has the edge as far as, um, you know, stakes go um, and the odds. He's favored to win. I'm going to go ahead and, and pick against that. I, I'd like to see Volkov win.
1: Yeah, I I can't tell. I I haven't watched a lot of Volkov's fights, but so I'm going to go with the person that I know, um, and that's Curtis Blades. He's a really good fighter. Um He's kind of always been kind of in the middle of the pack, so to speak. Um, he got close to getting a title shot, but he's always been passed up by somebody else. But he's a good fighter, so I'm going to go with Blades. Yeah, Blades. I mean, I'm not yeah, definitely not doubting any any of
0: his fighting capabilities, but I, I definitely think, you know, just from Volkov being like six seven, you know, he's got that yeah. posture on him, and I think it's going to be a banger. And I'd really like to see uh, Volkov win. Um, Our next fight here is Josh Emmett, Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos. Um, I don't know a whole lot about these fighters, to be honest with you. Uh, They seem pretty new to me. Um, What's your take on it, David?
1: Yeah, I've heard of one of, I think I've heard of Josh Emmett uh, before, but I can't say I know much about his opponent. Uh, So I would probably go with just the name that I know rather than anything else there um and that sometimes these fight nights that that is kind of how it goes that's how you learn a lot of these new new fighters because you see the rosters ever growing and getting bigger and bigger and yeah and so but i think that that blades volonovsky like you were saying is probably going to be a banger it's a heavyweight fight so
0: oh yeah heavyweight fights are always the best (laughs) always fun the next, uh, the next fight we got a women bantamweight fight, uh, Raquel Pennington versus uh, Marianne Renault. Uh, I got Raquel. Rocky. Uh, I've been watching her since Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. She is an excellent fighter. She's got a lot of heart, and I admire that.
1: Agreed. Yeah, Raquel, definitely all the way. I, I second everything there, Trevor. Um, welterweight is our next bout. Uh,
0: Bilal Muhammad versus Lyman Good. Um, You know, Lyman Good is definitely more of a vet. You know, he's had 27 fights compared to Bilal at 18. Uh, They're both definitely vets. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, you know, Lyman Good. I'm going to go with him. I'd like to see, you know, the more veteran guy take it. Um, What are are your takes on that?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just going to, just because I want to play devil's advocate, I'm going to go with the other pick he's that guy he's that guy he's going
0: for muhammad and uh (laughs) last is a catch weight uh with jim miller who is 31 14 with one no contest 31 wins that's insane that is a lot of damage taken um he is going to be fighting roosevelt roberts who is 10 and 1 he must be a new up-and-comer i have not seen too much about this fella um i will say there's a giant height difference Uh, Jim Miller being five foot seven and Roosevelt Roberts coming in at six foot two with only a two inch reach advantage. You know, that's not, uh, that's not too much for as far as how, how much taller he is, you know, but I, I'm definitely going to go with the longer fighter here. Uh, Roosevelt Roberts.
1: Yeah, I've, I've heard of this kid. Uh, I do really like him. Um. So I would also gonna go with Roosevelt, which is, but it is crazy that his reach isn't that much different. So that must mean that the other guy's got some pretty gangly arms. Oh yeah, A little Connor McGregor going on here. Connor McGregor.
0: And then in other news, uh, we've got UFC 251 coming up: Usman versus Burns. That is going to be the first main event at Fight Island. Um, that's going to be July 11th, and also. We finally got the announcement about a week ago, for UFC 252 steep versus DC two or three steep. Yep. Three. Um, That's that's some real hype. Uh, I'm very excited to see this. Uh, That's going to be August 15th. I'd love to see, you know, both of us being from Northeast Ohio, we would love to see Steve go in there and put on a hell of a show. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. There hasn't, that I could find there was an announcement on where it's going to be yet. but uh, All that stuff's
1: fluid right now, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, just everything going on with COVID. Um, There was a lot of controversy going on with Stipe because uh, Mike DeWine here in Ohio has pretty much had things shut down for uh, a while now at this point. Um, The the gyms are now opening back up slowly but surely. There's a different kind of – you know, social distancing going on there. Um, But at the same time, it's just like, what can you do? You can't social distance when you fight. So no, you can't (laughs) get right back into it, into the swing of things. And I honestly like to see it.
1: Yeah, I think we're all really excited for that one um, because the history behind it is kind of crazy. Um, Whoever wins this fight basically has bragging rights of being the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time steep A being basically have beaten everybody at least once um that has a name in the heavyweight division and um he also had some uh, i think he broke the record for the most title defenses in the heavyweight division which is he did. very difficult um, because the heavyweights hit very hard oh, yeah. and it's very easy for there to be an upset, but especially Stipe, in that
0: fight against Ngannou, man, I mean, oh my Ngannou, gosh. he's just got hammers and like Stipe, just expert boxing, you know, amazing uh, his, boxing his coach yeah. Alex. I mean, he does really well getting that guy moving, getting his head moving and off, off the line yep. and, uh, you know, good job on coop for that.
1: Um, yeah, he definitely took a lot of punishment in that fight and was able to wrestle get him down and uh, take the W there. But also, I want to go back to that Usman Burns. I cannot wait to see Usman again. Usman's, he, Usman's pretty beast. He is amazing. What he did to Woodley and also what's happened to Woodley since, kind of crazy, just kind of a fall from grace, so to speak. But, but yeah, Usman is an amazing fighter. Cannot wait to watch him fight again. Really excited for that. Yeah, that's definitely going to be, uh, like I said, that's going to be the first fight at Fight Island as far
0: as a main event goes. It's going to be a pay-per-view. And I think that there are a lot of fans out there that are really excited to see what Usman, you know, and especially, you know, I want to see what Burns can throw at, him, throw at him.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Burns is a really good fighter as well. I mean, obviously, I want Usman to win just because I like great champions. I don't really like when the belt bounces around a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. It's nice to see, you know,
0: the same guy defending his belt a few times, you know, that's, that's when you know that. See, see, for me, I'd like, I'd like to see that because it can tell it tells me that the division is strong, you know? Yeah.
1: Agreed. I mean, you have a strong,
0: strong head on top yeah you know, you strong strong person on top and then you know you've got up-and-comers trying to take that from him and he's just going boom 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 you know back back and forth and still get keeping that belt still wanting to hear and still you know yep yep that's gotta be one hell of a feeling oh
1: yeah i can't even imagine
0: <laughs> that's gotta be one hell of a feeling Also in sports, I don't know if you've heard it. Have you heard anything about the uh, Clowney decision?
1: I haven't heard anything new about the Clowney decision. What was the deal that they were offering him? So from what I've heard, and this these are all rumors, so nothing is really confirmed, but the Browns are still pushing to try and get Jadavion Clowney into their organization for i think it's a multi it might be a single year or it might be a multi-year and maybe the reason he hasn't signed well there's a couple reasons probably but 15 million dollars that's higher than what he's been offered in the past um for a one-year deal at least and he didn't really have a ton of production with seattle he was he did a lot of what some people would like to call fuck up the play plays but there weren't any sort of statistics on it um, but he's a really good player I would love to see Jadavion in a Browns uniform with pair, pair that with Miles Garrett I mean if it's just a one year deal I think oh yeah I mean Jadavion <laughs> Jadavion would be getting one on ones and I mean if you want to have high sack numbers that's neither, that's how you get of it
0: them, nobody can hold either of those guys one on one
1: I know, yeah, they're monsters. I mean, those are two first-round draft picks, and there's a reason why they are first-round draft picks because they are Should've monsters. Been number one draft, you know, like
0: <laughs> number one pick, number two pick. You know, yeah. I mean, these guys are both, you know, they're at the height of their game too. Well, maybe not I think the height, res-
1: but I think respectively, they both were number one. Uh, Miles was one in was that 18? And no, was eight- eighteen, and Jadavion I think was seventeen. Maybe. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know
0: Clowney was uh, number one pick in the, in the
1: 17th. I think he was. I think he was, but I, I don't totally don't remember. Close. Yeah, that was don't one close. of the only years that the Browns uh, weren't in the very highest point of the draft, so I don't totally remember. Yeah, we're, we're used to getting that, that number
0: one pick, or at least the top ten.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> top five most of the time,
0: unfortunately. Yeah, what are you going to do? Still a Browns fan. Oh,
1: yeah till i die so let's move on to games all right so both of us are ps4 uh players i had an xbox and i i sold it a while back for a switch um so i i don't have an xbox anymore and trevor he he's a pc player but uh some of the biggest and most exciting news in gaming recently was the PS4, PS5, sorry, announcement. And it's kind of divisive.
0: Oh, <laughs> PS5,
1: <laughs>
0: Dude, It looks amazing.
1: Yeah, I, li- I like the look. And uh, a lot of people don't seem to like it as much as I do, but I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's, you know, kind of cool, futuristic. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like a router.
0: That's That's sweet. I I mean, I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's kind of cool because that the V shape, it you know, it's Roman numeral Roman numeral five. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a nice nice little bit that they put into that. You know. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Now we haven't gotten any sort of you know price as of yet. There are two different options. One is going to have uh, a CD drive, so you can, you know, put in your discs for Blu-ray and whatever. And then there's going to be another one that's um, media, well, digital download only. So no media drive, nothing like that. And most likely that means that the price is going to be different. Um, some people are saying that that might be a fifty-dollar difference. Other people are saying it might be a hundred-dollar difference. Who knows?
0: I could see it being a hundred-dollar difference.
1: Yeah, I mean I could see that, but I also kind of think that most likely that digital one is gonna have to have a bigger hard drive.
0: And that's gonna add add to it, you know. The digital one's gonna (laughs) have to have a bigger hard drive, so it's gonna add to the price. I mean, look at a solid state drive, you know, how much how much a terabyte solid state drive is is Mm -hmm. fifty bucks and then they're gonna add a little bit on top of that because it's Sony or just a company, you know.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Well and, and Sony has kind of been touting that they have a really fast ssd that's been optimized for uh the ps5 and um even a lot of the devs that have been working with both systems the xbox series x and uh, the ps5 both say that the loading times and loading speeds of the ps5 are, are faster than the xbox series x and i guess we should also talk about the xbox series x um I I like it. I think it's kinda cool. It's a little minimalist. Um, don't know if I'll get one, mainly just because the games that the like so I think one of the biggest problems the that Xbox has, yeah, has been the exclusives. They were amazing in the three sixty days. That's when both me and Trevor had Xboxes. Halo. Oh yeah. Halo was amazing. And and now that Bungie's not on Halo, I mean they they've been really sucking with Destiny stuff too, so I can't really say that you know you know we all have our opinions on how destiny is but anyways going back halo was amazing gears of war was amazing but they really haven't made other good new titles no
0: there's been a lot more for uh you know ps4 as far as like the last of us
1: you know mm-hmm. um I mean, we can go down the list. Last of Us, there's been the Uncharted series, there's been God of War, there's been Aloy, which was um, kind of a mixture between both of those. And then, what else? There was one other, well, there's been more than one other, but there was a few other really big, and most of those were Game of the Years when they came out.
0: And not to mention Paragon. There was no no Paragon for the Xbox, I don't
1: think. No, it was just PlayStation and PC. And Paragon is a a big love for me and me and Trevor. We played that a lot. We played the crap out of it. (laughs) We did. We played the crap out of it. From from the early
0: access days, you know, before it it was (laughs) just an alpha back in Legacy, um, we played that, especially because I had a surgery back then, so I was pretty much chair bound anyways Mm -hmm. so i was like "Eh, oh we might as well try this out and have some fun
1: yep um and that was made by uh, epic games and that was right before this whole fortnite thing exploded yeah so they partly my opinion is they uh weren't prepared for how big fortnite was going to become and so they discontinued paragon and so now it is a dead game unfortunately
0: I have different opinions on it. Um, I don't want to blast them all over, but I will say that I think that uh, there's some behind the scenes stuff that went on, um, especially with Steve Superville leaving. And oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, pretty much from there
1: on out, it was just kind of drove into the ground, you know? Yeah. They didn't know they had no direction. I'll kind of going back. They, didn't, they didn't listen the to the whole community police. at all. You know,
0: mm-hmm. they didn't listen to the community at all. Um, relatively, there was a lot of you know things that they were charging money for, like the different skins. When really all it was was like a pigment difference.
1: Yeah, near the end, the skins were just different colors, basically, and a lot or of them. Five were... bucks.
0: <laughs> yep. Or yep. or buy or you know, they also had the the loot crate you know aspect of it which is i mean very divisive oh my gosh it's it's so dumb like we need to just get rid of loot crates or at least like yeah ones that you can buy you know if you can earn them that's different but ones
1: that you can buy there's i mean
0: cuz it just gives you false hope you know you never know what the heck you're going to get
1: yeah and in the uk and australia they've been kind of really pushing against loot crates and uh, trying to make it kind of illegal for a lot of those games to have that kind of stuff, and it hopefully it does change because I do believe that it is kind of partly gambling um and can be really Absolutely bad for is. little kids to be exposed to something like that at a very young age
0: yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't set them up for success as far as you know the money goes and stuff like that like you just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know what if? Somebody gets a Ruby Scarab Grux skin and then they're going to spend another $75 trying to get another cool one. And it's like, that's not how it works.
1: No, no, it's not.
0: But on the Paragon note, uh, I do want to announce Fault is getting closer and closer. Um, Their release date is, well, the early access date has not been released yet. Uh, They said... uh, it's going to be late June, early July. Uh, my theory is, you know, they've been tweeting all of these different, there's 14 playable heroes to start in EA and they've got, they've actually tweeted about 13 of them. I think they have one more. And uh, my theory is after they Sigh. do this, hopefully they'll announce an EA date. Uh, they just redid the item system with a lot of new neutral items and trinkets. They added a trinket slot. Uh, for wards and stuff like that. And um, if you want, you can go over to their Discord. Um, it's over at the Strange Matter Studio Discord. And there's a lot more stuff you can get in just by going uh, slash Trello. Their Trello is pretty, pretty updated um, and pretty inclusive about what they have planned coming up for. You know the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021
1: yeah yeah and i guess we should also talk about like paragon is as a game was basically like a 3d moba and it was kind of the only real 3d moba where you were third kind person, of yeah. third person yeah and uh you're not like most mobas you're kind of looking down on your hero it's like a, but like a top down exactly but with Paragon and with a lot of these um, new ones like Fault and a few others that are trying to do kind of piggyback off of Paragon's success, in my opinion, it was very successful. But um, so it's a, it's a 3D MOBA that you were able to kind of aim and see over the shoulder of your heroes. And it, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. I mean, if anyone's ever seen um, a lot of the Epic games, you know. Uh, engines i think it was unreal 4 engine is what it was being yeah, used
0: unreal 4 mm-hmm. which they but, have I mean, come out with the unreal 5 unreal now. 5 is amazing Dude, i cannot wait to see that
1: uh, yeah i mean so it was a beautiful game it looked amazing uh, for any sort of you know alpha and beta all that kind of stuff it was a it was an amazing looking game it it had some really weird quirks and some weird mechanics like Trevor was saying a lot of it got kind of ran into the dirt and that was kind of partly what threw a lot of people off from it and eventually that's why they canceled it but moving on so Last of Us uh is out Last of Us Part 2 super pumped yeah
0: that was like I mean by far I really think it was probably the best storyline out of any PS4 exclusive uh, even more so than the guy of war uh, at me. I don't care. I loved, <laughs> I loved that game, man. Ah, God, it was so much fun.
1: See, I didn't even know that you finished it. That's funny. Cause I mean, me you didn't really like, you got me started on the game. I remember watching you play and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like the oh, combat dude, I played it right through. Yeah.
0: I, I just played it right through. I was like, Oh, this is sweet. Boom, 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 boom. And I just mm-hmm. kept on playing it and playing it, finished it up.
1: Yeah, I mean that's where I'm at right now. I'm I'm start. I just started uh, part two. It's amazing. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more than that because uh, spoilers, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Um, but I did recently play through uh, part one, Last of Us one, uh, the remastered edition, um, which is for PlayStation Four. And uh, man, what an amazing game! Like Trevor was saying, it was it's it's hard to put down. <laughs> um, played it. Uh, Loved it. It still kind of holds up, really. The graphics are, you know, rough, but not as bad as you would expect for a PlayStation Three game,
0: (laughs) right? I mean, and the gameplay is really good, but it's almost like like playing in your own movie because of the storyline being Uh so rich, you know. And that's what I really, really liked about it because, like, it was it was like one long, super long movie that was just fun to be in, and it was hard to put down. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and that was partly so when i finished that game i was like i'm going to play it again so i I did new game plus and i for whatever reason kind of put it down and uh, i think i put it down in like 2016 and then i picked right back up just recently like last week and finished it just in time for part two because i kind of wanted to get a refresher and you know just play it one more time and, and an amazing game
0: yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to get uh part two. Uh, I don't have it yet. You know, I've got a lot of stuff kind of building up towards the end of the month with the fault release and things going from there. Um, you know me, I'm more of a competitive person by nature. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, to be in MOBAs where it's, you know, especially has like a competitive scene, you know, yeah. uh, the fault hub network has just announced that they're putting together tournaments on the weekends um, for you to get your competitive team together and stuff like that. And that for me was like the biggest selling point for, for fault. Um, as far as, you know, the last of us part two, I think that once you play it through, yeah, you're going to get me like, like all jazzed up about it. I'm like, Oh man, now I gotta go get that. Yep.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who? I'm I'm about 6 hours in right now. Um not sure how long it's going to be, but uh it's amazing so far. Um the mechanics are everything's basically built up uh, a lot better mechanics. Um I know some people had problems with uh the gunplay in the the first one. Um, There wasn't a ton of shooting anyways just because it is a scavenger-based kind of game where you only have five or six bullets maybe and good maybe luck. some arrows. <laughs> yeah. Ten enemies, two bullets. Figure it out. All right.
0: Quick, hold my beer. <laughs> yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, what a good game. Dude, um, especially with the
0: uh, – what were those things called? Like the croakers, the ones with that they could hear but they couldn't see? Oh my clickers. Gosh, the clickers. Yep. Those clickers were like – I remember playing that man in the dark and just like these clickers are moving around and I'm like, no I need to turn this game off. This is freaking me out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um that was happened to me last night. I had a hard time going to sleep, uh just because I kept seeing those guys in my every time I closed my eyes.
0: What was that? Oh Jesus. <laughs> so, oh, oh my God. Uh. Yeah, those, those games will definitely get you like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, The Evil Within, you know, games like that. They just yep. they stick with you through the night. It's like, oh, man, I need to go watch a funny movie. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Well, and uh, I just recently picked back up that book that you recommended uh, to me, and it's very similar, uh, where it's, you know, survival and all this other stuff and bad things are happening. It's a great book. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, uh, it's, it's called uh, "Dies the Fire." Uh, that that book,
0: uh, it'll it'll teach you a lot while you're reading it. Surprisingly, yeah, you know, for a book uh, that's you know fiction, yeah, f- a fiction book. It's, they did it a teaches good job you writing you it. So much about you know survival skills, how right. to build things, how to f- you know f- not forge but like smith, you know, pieces yep. of metal into usable. You know anything i mean anything like from right. wheels to swords to shields to you know how pots to, pans you know anything that anything you might need. It, it shows you tells you how to do that and that's what i really loved about that book i got, i got turned on to that book from uh, a friend from work and he was like man i just feel like you'd probably like this i'm like i think you're probably right mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah and i'm pretty sure it's a series so there's there's more than just this one out there oh there's
0: there's a lot i have yet to read the second one i'm kind of waiting until you're done with it and then uh i figure we would probably both go on from there um yeah but from what i've heard it's it's quite a series there's there's a lot that goes into it you know it opens up from being where they're at in you know on the west coast to everything Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't know. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, and that that book is kind of in the same vein of Last of Us where uh there's this big event that happens and uh everyone kind of gets screwed over by it and uh guns no longer work. So now it's, you know, every man for himself and uh you know, food's getting scarce. People need to figure out how to use bows and arrows and use knives and other things to protect themselves from humans and also, you know, wild animals and the zoo animals that have broken out since because uh, tigers (laughs) Tigers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: it's it's you know it's another case of you know just like with the last of us where you're when you're done reading this book for the night you're like dude is this real like hold up i should probably go get like a forge going or something because like what if like next week the change happens (laughs) what am i gonna do (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) sometimes i'm like man it would be kind of tight to have that though to where like you know you're kind of forced yeah. to learn all these primal skills and you'll be able to forage mm-hmm. you know i know how to hunt but i've never been able to forage i don't know i can tell you between different berries and mushrooms and stuff like that and right. uh, this this kind of it touches on all that stuff you know it's it's a good book
1: yeah it's a very good book and uh, for me, uh, I'm a big archer, so uh, and I've been practicing a lot because of the whole coronavirus and don't really have a lot of other things to do. So I've just been out, out back shooting a bow and uh, I definitely can see why uh, it, in that book they have such a hard time because archery is a very different thing than shooting a gun for sure. Absolutely,
0: it definitely is definitely is and you know what that that is at least one good thing that has come out of COVID 19. you know the hobbyists the gamers the Mm -hmm. readers you know everybody's getting to go and look into what they're interested in you know yeah yeah you're able to read you're able to go practice archery you're able to go out to the garage and make something you know especially for that that lockdown period in a lot of states you know ours was i think i was laid off for about a month so I, I got to, yeah. you know, go and look into all these different things and get my, get my anvil and, you know, mess around with right different, different, all kinds of different stuff, you know? So, you know, at least we have a little bit more time on our hands these days. It seems like um, mm-hmm.
1: whether, yeah, that's, and- whether that's reverting back, right. you know, slowly yeah. but surely we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, I think it. I think this was good. I, I'm kind of hoping it's a little bit of a reset button because there were a lot of families, you know, kind of walking together and, you know, not in their phones as much. And a lot of old things kind of came back because of this. Be, you know, whether it be reading, which for myself, I, I'm not a huge reader. I do love storytelling and I love all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm just not a quick reader, so it gets frustrating for me sometimes. But throughout all this, I've been trying to read at least ten pages a, a day. And, uh, I've been keeping up on that for the most part and yeah, and people are playing board games again and doing all this stuff that I know me and Trevor love playing board games. And we love it. <laughs> I just think doing that kind of stuff is great. I, I you know, sometimes the old ways are good, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it brings you closer together with the people around you, you know, and we're all on our phones so much these days. It's nice to have that face to face interaction and be able to yeah. sit down and you know, play a board game with somebody or just even have a conversation. You know, my wife and I, the other night, we were sitting down, you know, the kids were in bed and we ended up talking for like, just, it was, seemed like two hours straight. You know, we just talked and talked and talked and talked mm-hmm. and it, it, it feels great. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. Yeah. It feels great. And uh, I just hope that we can all continue to do that and continue to grow back together and you know go on that walk with even if it's even if it's your friend you know even if it's not somebody that's in your house you know even if you're just like hey man i'm I'm about to go on a walk you know you want to come over and go walk around and shoot the shit yeah sure you know right there's definitely uh, you know you can apply the things that we learned during quarantine to normal life today
1: yeah yeah and i think those fireside chats are always the best, you know, and getting to kind of reconnect with your friends and family and just figure all that out. So let's move on to entertainment.
0: Oh yeah, the entertainment s- section. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and talk about what I've been binging lately. Um, I started watching The Dragon Prince on Netflix. Uh, it was okay. it was kind of forwarded to me from a friend at work and I just finished it today and oh my gosh what a great storyline. Oh yeah. It's by the uh the mate the creators of Avatar the Last Airbender of um, that. Not not I wouldn't say it's like similar animations, definitely different animations. Mm. But the story and it actually has Sokka in it. He voices a couple <laughs> actually like two or really? three different characters in it. It's hilarious. But um You know, they did a great job with the series, and it just got renewed for season five. So I'm excited for season four to come out, and for season five to be already in the books, you know, that kind of gives me a little bit of hope that we can keep that going, because when I finished it today, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, I was a little upset. (laughs) I was a little upset.
1: That's always a sad thing whenever a, a show is done, or at least you're waiting for that next season. Um, I know for me, something that I saw that I was really excited about, unfortunately, this show has been canceled, but it's on Netflix. So maybe, you know, if people start watching it again, they might renew it. Uh, It's called Hannibal. Yep. Yep. They are known for that. And Hannibal was this uh, amazing show. I think it was on ABC maybe. And it, as the title kind of says, it's all about Hannibal Lecter. And, um, you're following Hannibal Lecter and another guy that is basically, um, he's got some issues in the head, but, uh, he's trying to figure out who is this person that's eating all these people and killing these different things. And it's, I think it's about three seasons of, of it on Netflix right now. And it's a I'll definitely binge worthy show. Yeah. It's I'll amazing have to
0: check that out. That sounds pretty good. Um, I definitely know my wife is going to love that. <laughs> She loves yeah. any kind of like ID, you know, or <laughs> any kind of uh, getting away with murder type of show. That's like her, oh, yeah. her thing through and through. Not that it's not my thing, it's my thing too, but uh, she will definitely love to watch that. So we'll be sitting down. Yeah.
1: So yeah, down it's a
0: popcorn watching that one.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it's definitely worth the watch. It's a gory show, but it's it's amazing. It's really good. All right, guys. Well, that will wrap it up for That is going to conclude the
0: one. first
1: episode. Uh, one in the bag. All right, guys. Thank you for everything. Again. Yep. Go ahead, Trevor.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, this is our first episode. Uh, thanks for listening. If you guys have any kind of uh, questions or anything you want to say, uh, just go ahead and send an email to at weekenders at gmail.com and that's weekenders with a z at the end um
1: podcast I forgot oh, I'm the weekenders podcast don't
0: scratch that sorry
1: yeah. i'm not the one that handles the behind the scenes stuff
0: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah bad.
1: so subscribe guys uh we're gonna be popping these things out every weekend as the name kind of says the weekenders and uh we're gonna have a lot more stuff you know stay tuned
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to shooting the shit with y'all. All right.
1: Yeah. Love you guys.
0: Love you. Peace. See ya.